Welcome to Brillante, the podcast with a French accent which gives a voice to women who move the lines. My name is Jeanne Dussartel, and between Zurich, where I live, and Paris, where I come from, my goal is to meet the sparkling, powerful, talented and inspiring women with atypical backgrounds and beautiful projects, to understand what drives them and makes them move forward. Discussions that I hope will encourage you to think outside the box, cross your boundaries and develop your own brilliant projects. Nadia Damaso is one of the most popular cookbook authors in Switzerland. At only 25, the young woman from Pantresina has already published three bestsellers with the motto, eat better, not less. Like with cooking, let's take cooking as an example. If you cook with love, if you put love into every cut you make, every whisk you make, the food is going to taste better because it's energy you put in there, energy you then eat again, <laughs> you know, it comes back. So it was always super important for me that whatever I do, I do it with a good intention and with these emotions that I feel because that eventually is going to be the thing that is going to go out to the people. The success story started on Instagram nine years ago. She came back from a six-month stay in Canada with a bad surprise, 15 kilos more on her hips. The cooking enthusiast then decided to change to a more healthy lifestyle and to share her experience. It was the golden age of Instagram. In three months, 30,000 people were following her. Today, her recipes and the minimalist universe are still very popular. With 149,000 followers, Nadia is one of the most influential Swiss personalities. Let's say there wasn't any money in the social media business. So much would be different. So I think a lot of stuff that is influenced to other people comes from a place where it's also attached to the ego, to make money, to, to showcase something that you're like living a good life or whatever. So is influencing really a good thing? Do you want to be influenced? In this interview, you will find out who is behind this dazzling success you will meet this creative personality who has found her means of expression in the kitchen. She's a self-made woman, resolutely ambitious, insatiable for work and projects. The woman who makes it a point of honor to do everything on her own details her work organization and the way she manages her business. Nadia shares her vision of the world full of spirituality, passion and energy. But I won't tell you more and let you discover my discussion with Nadia Damaso. So dear Nadia, thank you very much for welcoming me. We are in your kitchen now in Zurich, in Seefeld. Could you please start by describing me this place? Um, so yeah, it's basically my creative oasis where I can just create, where I can cook, where I can take photos, where I can work um, basically my own four walls where I can really let my imagination run wild and um, just create what comes to my mind from the universe and just yeah be who I am and express my heart. It's a very big kitchen very white also a bit like your identity what we can see from you on your website on your Instagram why do you like it? Like right now I always have phases I'm not saying that this is like going to be the style that I love forever but more, the older I get, more and more I like it just very simple, very minimalistic, and just like the colors, very natural. 
just the colors you see in nature. And also in the kitchen, like there's a lot of white, um, also makes the food kind of pop a little bit more because food is what has colors. The food is what can just like attract your eye. So I just want to keep the rest rather simple and then just let the food speak the loudest. Yeah, that's a good creative trick. So I always like to start the interview with the same question. I always like to ask, uh, what does it mean for you to be brilliant? What did you think when you heard this name for the first time? So I wouldn't really <laughs> consider myself brilliant. <laughs> I think like every human being or every being in general is brilliant in their own way because we're all individual people and beings and we all have something amazing that we can share with the world. And I just wish for everyone that they can really unlock their full potential and just show their uniqueness, show their brilliantness, if you want to call, call it that way. But yeah, I'm like, I think each and every being is the exact same amount of brilliant. There's no people that are more brilliant. Some just haven't showed it yet. Uh, do you have an example of maybe of a brilliant woman, someone that has been inspiring you that you would like to tell me about? Oh, well, I have a lot of like, there's not really like, a, let's say, famous person that I um, look up to. I'm not. Maybe your mother, maybe. Oh, yeah, of course. I was just going to say like <laughs> the people that inspire me the most, the people that I find brilliant are like my closest friends, my family, mom and dad and sister and just, yeah, my good friends. Because um, it's always the people who you resonate with the most. I feel yeah. like the more you get to know a person, the more you get to know all the sides of that person, the more you realize how complex a human being can be. And that makes a, a human being brilliant to me. Yeah. About being complex, I think there is uh, something that's quite interesting about you is that you don't really like when people are putting you in a box. So you don't really like, for instance, when we call you, um, I think, a food blogger or cook <laughs> yeah. or stuff like this. So I wanted to know if you could present yourself the way you, you want. Yeah, so the easiest way to do that would be just to say, I'm just Nadia and I'm just doing me. Because I feel like as soon as we're born, like we kind of like we have this box, like all these boxes ready to just be filled in with what society expects us to do or what is right and wrong and black and white and But to me, it's like such an individual process. And I feel like putting labels on people just, it just doesn't make sense to me because that kind of like puts this pressure on us to be in a certain way, to be like somebody else. And that has to do with comparison. And comparison to me is like drinking toxic for, for the soul. So um, yeah, I don't like to be called like a chef or, a, or an influencer or a food blogger. I just, I'm just Nadia and I'm just a creative head into all directions with a purpose and here to inspire and bring a light to people. But you need still to kind of make sure that people understand what you are doing. Yeah, I mean, if my grandpa would ask, what is uh -huh. your job? <laughs> uh -huh. I would maybe say, I write like a cookbook author because that's, I am a cookbook author and uh, much more just like sparkly, creative, just like, yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to put it into words and people expect, for, like, expect from you that you say, what you are and what your job is, but I don't think that's necessary. So maybe I'm just the person who just doesn't say, doesn't give myself a job name. <laughs> that, that's fine. You keep describing yourself as a creative person, though. Is it coming from your education? Does it come from your parents, your family? Um, or? It comes more from, I've always been a little bit different. I've always kind of lived in my own world. And to me, the reality that I have in my mind, like my thoughts, my imagination, for me sometimes, or a lot of times, It's hard to differ from 
the reality we live in and the reality that's going on in my imagination, in my mind. So a lot of inspiration comes just from tuning into myself and just kind of getting these like informations, visions. I get it like I'm a very visional person. I get a lot of visions and through those visions, I create what I do in this reality. But to me, what I, do you mean? Like in, in your daily life, you, you get those, those, those ideas or those visions, yeah, those just pictures. Also, like when I see people, like, for example, like seeing people on the street, I don't really see them as like physical beings. I see them more as emotions. And I get like with each person I cross, I like see, I get a visual of what that person of basically their naked soul as an energy form. And then all the emotions, all the patterns around that person. Because a lot of people can't really be themselves because of the structures, because of the education, because so many things that make you who you are. And I always kind of see people for who they are at the core of their soul. And then I also see like the emotions that they put around them, that they have around them. It's always been hard for me to explain what's going on up here, but um, that's how, why I love food because... I can express so much of like these emotions, so much of what I visually see in my reality into like the food and all these emotions. And then hopefully people feel that through what I do. Yeah, that's what's going to be one of my questions. Like, where does your passion for food come from? How was it for you when, as a child? How was the food culture at home? Yeah, so my family, we always ate together three times a day. So my mom would always make breakfast, make lunch and dinner. And we would always like sit at the table together, my sister, my dad, my mom and I, and just um, eat together. And I, would, I always love to just like be together, talk to each other, talk about experiences, how our days, how our day was. And to me, it's, it was always something that like brings people together because I feel like sitting at a table and eating together just makes everyone equal. It doesn't matter if you put a banker and I don't know, someone who cleans the street on a table Um, with a lot of other people, people just like kind of take off their their job and their their whatever they're called, their label. And it's just like we just enjoy together. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was always more than just about food. It was something that attracts all senses because when it comes to food and cooking, you can hear it, you can smell it, you can see it, you can, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can share it. So there's so much more than just getting full when you eat something, you know, and I always loved this like 360 for all senses experience. And of course, I grew up with a lot of like, just like this community around food, but then also I was able through food to express what I felt, like what I felt, what was going on in my own world through the food and kind of share, even if, if I had to explain to my family what was going on up here to my friends, I wouldn't have been able to in words, but through food, I was kind of able to invite them into my world and you were actually sharing your food and your, your passion for food with your parents and with your family since, uh, since i was 10 years old exactly. i started cooking yeah <laughs> yeah so you you started like your, your parents gave you all the tools all the the yeah so my mom always had a super full fridge we always have like <laughs> like the kitchen full of food and i would just lock myself into the kitchen and they would let me and i would just say um i'll just i just locked it locked the door and told them dinner is going to be ready when it's ready and then a few hours later dinner is ready and then I opened the, the door and they would come in and there would be like like the menu hanging on the wall and I would open a glass of wine for my parents maybe play music and just light up candles make this whole experience around it the perfect child to have 
<laughs> oh, what is perfect? <laughs> At the time where you're already uh, not following recipes, because I know that yeah. now you are not re following Never. recipes. That's like the first, like the very first cooking experience I had was uh, a prepackaged box of brownies that I bought with my mom at a superstore. And then where you only have to add butter, eggs, milk, and then whisk it and then done. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, second time I asked if I can get one again, if she can buy one again, and then tried it again, didn't like it. And then with the pocket money I had left, um, got myself a third package and I just added whatever, whatever I felt like. And thanks to my mom who always had a lot of different ingredients at home, I would add like roasted nuts and, and honey and cinnamon, whatever. And then since that day, I never really followed a recipe again. Yeah. yeah, you understood that your creativity was actually... Yeah, like so much more than just a recipe. But in the beginning, I think that cooking and food was actually not going to be your, your work because you started actually studying acting. Can you explain me what happened and why was, was it your idea in the beginning? Yes, I was always a very creative person and as I said before, into all directions. And um, acting, I always loved very much because when you're acting, when you're in different roles, you can be somebody else you can just like express your creativity you can also I was able through acting to kind of like also same as with food you can kind of like channel those visions those emotions into a new character into a new recipe and that's why I loved acting and then it somehow just kind of um, I started film acting school in Zurich and it was only 60% so besides film acting school I was able to kind of cook and create recipes and all that stuff and um, yeah it somehow just Everything kind of like went together like, uh, how do you say, the zipper, <laughs> you know, because um, I learned a lot. And I think acting school is kind of like a, a school where you also learn a lot about yourself. And I learned so many things that I can also use now because I, with the cooking and with like TV and media and all that stuff, I still do a lot in front of the camera. And it just made sense how the whole thing happened. <laughs> But when did you change your mind? And thought, actually, I'm not going to become an actress. I'm going to stick to food. Well, I never really wanted to be an actress, like playing, like, of course, I wouldn't say no if they would ask me, what do you want to play, like, a, yeah. whatever, like, amazing role. Or, yeah. But I was always more the person, I, I want to decide myself what to do. So rather, like, it was a film acting school that was teaching about all the things that you do in front of the camera, also being a host. Mm -hmm. So my vision was always more to have my own show. I don't know. I'm also like a goofball. Maybe people don't like um, see that a big, a big part of that side yet, but just like entertain people and then cook and maybe make music and this. There's so many things that I love doing. And then it just kind of went into that food wrap. But now I also feel like this. I wrote three books in the past five years and it feels like this circle is slowly coming to an end. And now it's like time for a change for something new. Of course, a lot of the things that I'm going to be doing in the future will have to do with food. Um, but I also think there's a lot of things coming that are more for like food for mind and soul. Yeah, yeah that was that was you were sharing uh, on your Instagram a few days ago. We are going to come back to this, yeah. but maybe <laughs> just uh, to understand the, 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 the first steps how you started your own business and how you really went into food. Can you take us through your experience? I think coming back from Canada when, when you, you yeah. kind of changed your way, uh, the way you see food and the way you see cooking. And Exactly. So um, I grew up like very active with sport, with uh, cross-country skiing, went to Canada, um, just like long story short, um, came back with like 15 kilos more, wanted to change something. Didn't feel strong and energized anymore. 
like more about the energy rather than about like the looks because I myself didn't really realize I gained weight. I just wasn't as fit anymore. And I just wanted to change something that works in the long term. So more lifestyle change than just going on a diet that usually never really work in the long term. They're not fun. They have to do with rules and restrictions. And since I'm a little girl, I don't like rules. <laughs> I don't like when people tell me what to do. <laughs> and I always question everything. I want to find my own truth behind it. And then I um, started do, like cooking for myself and just healthy food, nourishing food. And photography has always been a big passion of mine. So I started taking photos. And that was a time when Instagram just kind of um, hit the market. And yeah. then um, I started sharing my photos there and it just kind of exploded very quickly. And then fast forward like a year and a half later, um, I moved to Zurich, started with film acting school. And I, I kind of wanted to do something more than just like post that stuff online because it's so like it's just a fast paced world and it just you see it and you scroll, keep scrolling and you see something else. I wanted to create something that I can actually hold in my hands, share with people, maybe show my kids one day. Um, so I decided to write a book and I just contacted two publishers. One of the publishers got back to me two days later, told me they would do it. Um, I could write a book with them, but it had to be done uh, four months late, five months later. And they initially wanted to take all the photos that I had already posted and recipes. But I'm like, no, I'm going to do everything new and everything myself. So I did that. Besides acting school, wrote my first book. And then when it got released, I remember the, the second day after it got released, I went to the bookstore and I was asking the, the lady at the bookstore, have you already sold one? She's like, yeah, two. And the next day, yeah, five. And then a week later, um, like the whole first edition was sold out. And then just everything happened super quickly. Uh, everything happened super quickly. I got a lot of like uh, requests from like media and TV and and like partnerships requests. And soon after, I just found my own company. Just went into that, like, without thinking too much. Now you are going through all your career since the last uh, <laughs> five years. But what you don't say is that it started when you were really young. You were 19, only 19. I was 19, yeah. Was it clear for you that you, that you would be self-employed, that you would create your own? Oh, yeah, like 100%. I never saw myself being employed somewhere. I never saw myself studying or going to university. To me, it was always clear that I would do something that, I do it my way and I do it the way I want and nobody is going to like... Yeah. So you were in such a free mind that you would, you never got scared, you never also financially. I mean, with 19, just creating everything by your own. How were you sure that this would work? You know, I mean, so many people, also the women that I interview, most of them, they, you know, they kind of have this, this complex. They always think that they are undereducated, even though they went to university. They always think that they are not good enough. But you with 19, how comes you were so sure about yourself? I always had a lot of trust since I was, since I was a little girl that um, if I follow my heart, if I follow my passion, I'm going to be guided. Because at the end of the day, everything is just energy. And if you are able to put your heart into what you do, the energy is flowing. If you don't worry, no worry comes back to you. If you have trust, trust comes back to you. So it's always like this full circle that comes back to you. And I don't really know fear. I don't really, I also go running at midnight somewhere outside in the forest when it's dark. It's like, I don't really know fear because I think personally that fear is the biggest illusion that exists in our on our planet because fear has always something to do with the future because we expect certain things that we're told and the future doesn't exist because only the now exists so fear 
is only future based and the future doesn't exist. So yeah, to me, fear doesn't exist because it's in the future. Yeah, I heard you saying quite often that you were just focusing on the present and what yeah. was happening in the in the yeah. moment. And also like what what might work for me today or what might sound good for me today might not be the case tomorrow. But that's how I live my life. I just take every moment as it is. And the more I just take it as it is and listen to the voice of my heart, the more everything flows and the more you're supported by that energy, then you can attract like Yeah, like not having enough of this or enough of that or, yeah. <laughs> do, do you consider yourself as a self-made woman? Um, yeah, I mean, that's also like <laughs> a label expression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know like I'm here for a purpose. That's why I'm here and I'm just living What my purpose. What do you purpose. mean you're, you're here for a purpose? Um, I think every human being um, comes to this planet with a purpose, with something that they can share with the world, with certain lessons that they have to go through. And the more we tune into our heart, the more we listen to our inner voice, the more we take time for ourselves, the clearer we can hear what that purpose is. And to me, it's always been spreading a light, sharing something positive, inspire people to not like look up to someone else, but look up to their future selves to, to yeah, just be the best version of themselves. And to me, it doesn't really matter whether that, that is with food or something else, but right now it just happens to be food. But my purpose is just to do something good and spread a light yeah you seem very spiritual I yeah I mean I a lot yeah I, I mean I am but what is spirituality you know that's like there's a lot of like let's call it fake spirituality yeah. in the world that you know that also has to do with like rules and you have to meditate and you have to do this and do that and do that but to me spirituality means pure and unconditional love And that's something that is anchored so deeply in all of us. So a lot of people maybe would consider me spirit spiritual, but I just try to live and be and feel and see from the heart. And that to me is spirituality. And do you think that this way of seeing the world is the key for success? I mean, in that love lies a lot of things. In that love lies trust, acceptance, not judging, empathy, compassion. And the more you live this full version of love the more the less you compare the more you trust the less you judge others and that just again it's all just energy it's all just energy and i feel like if you can or if you at least try to live from that love everything will fall into place exactly as it must for you and uh, you don't have to worry about a thing <laughs> If I was to, uh, speaking about success now, it's uh, because, of course, you've been very successful. I know that it's, again, something that you don't really like when we <laughs> when we say this. But, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. You've been writing some bestsellers. On Instagram, you have more than 149,000 people following you, which is quite exceptional, especially when we know that you are speaking quite often in Swiss German. And there is only a small community speaking Swiss German in the world. So can you take us a bit through this, this side of your business, maybe the social media one? How did you start your Instagram account? You were explaining your love for photography before. Why did you know that it was the right platform for you to share all your creativity? Can you explain me what is the Nadia of Instagram, <laughs> your identity, and how did you manage to create such a community? Yeah, um, so I just wanted to share my passion, share the passion that, you know, that healthy food can be just as delicious, fun, easy to make. My first name on Instagram on my account that I have now is Nat 
Nat's Healthy Kitchen, mm-hmm. something like that. And I remember my schoolmates making fun of me. Oh, you're being all healthy now and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just kept going because um, it's like the best feeling when someone tells you, like, whether you have 10 followers or 100,000 or even a million, whatever, when someone tells you, hey, you inspired me, thank you so much for your doing, it helped me so much. And those little messages, they just kept me motivated and just like pushing and just like, this is amazing. I can like really make an impact. And it doesn't matter whether it's on a big scale or a small scale. But um, yeah, it just kind of grew organically. Yeah, was it starting like quite easily? Yeah, so after like three months, I had like 30,000 followers, Mm -hmm. but it was also the time, you can't really compare it to now because it has changed so much. It was a time when Instagram just launched and it was basically an app with just five filters and nothing else. And now it's like a business platform now with like the whole algorithm that's changed. Like you have to be active 24 seven to like grow and to like, yeah, make people see you because the whole algorithm is not as it was as it used to be. Um, let's say when I posted at 8 o'clock p.m., everyone who was online at 8 p.m. would see what I posted. But now Instagram kind of like decides like what your interests could be depending on what you like and what yeah. you see. And if you don't see a certain person that often, it doesn't show you that person anymore. So it's definitely become harder for people who want to start on social media nowadays than like five years ago. But yeah, to me, like, of course, it's a lot of people and I appreciate it. Without Instagram, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, or I just would be something else, somewhere else. Um, but it's also just, it's also just a number. Cause when you have like 10,000 followers, you're, you're thinking, wow, that's like Tyler, like 20,000. You're like, that's the Hallenstadion, yeah. you know, in Zurich. And uh, that's like so many people, but the more it grows, the less you can kind of, kind of grasp or imagine how much it is. So it just becomes a number. <laughs> Do you consider yourself as an influencer? No, neither. Easy answer. <laughs> Oh no! But I, I mean, mean, you are. You do influence people I, whenever you are. Let's I change mean, the word influencer to inspirancer. Then I would say, okay, maybe I'm that. Yeah, I mean, you prefer to inspire people than to influence people. Yeah, because let's say there wasn't any money in the social media business, so much would be different. So I think a lot of stuff that is influenced to other people comes from a place where it's also attached to the ego to make money to to showcase something that you're like living a good life or whatever so is influencing really a good thing do you want to be influenced do you want to because it also always has a little bit to do with comparison like oh i also want that i also want this but this is our world with social medias i think everyone is kind of comparing yeah yeah (laughs) but we are part of the system and i mean i think that people following you are definitely being influenced by you Yeah. And I mean that, that also you you do have like partnerships. You are paid yeah. for what you create. Uh, means that uh, you have brands that are trusting your mm-hmm. the, the the content that you are creating, and they do believe that whenever you are creating something, yeah. you are going to influence people. Yeah, I mean, if I like, let's say I like ninety nine percent of the requests that I get, I say no. Why? Um, because I just have like my few partnerships. Because those are the brands that I can like Sam had though the brands that I actually use in my day to day life. Like Volvo, like uh, uh, yeah, like I use my car, I use uh, you know, my kitchen machines, whatever. But I still want to keep like my quality high, and I don't want to do too much like quality above quantity always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Even if I post about like my partners, people are gonna be like, 
oh, maybe I should get that too, of course. But I want to not just like sell a product. So if I like promote a product, I want to promote it for a good case that makes you feel good or that like inspires you to go after your own. How did it start actually decide this business side for you? How did you start to commercialize something on Instagram? I remember the first time I got a, a message over Instagram, can we send you those protein bars and you're gonna like put them onto your breakfast or something? I was like, what? I get stuff for free? That's like crazy. And that's like just how the whole Instagram years have developed, like just people getting free stuff, people realizing, hey, I can like, promote something or make someone promote my brand and it goes out to like a lot of people at the same time it's much cheaper than big marketing like tv commercials whatever um so this all just i feel like happened on a worldwide scale mm -hmm. um, for people to realize that it's just like also a really good marketing platform and then did you did you start prospecting or were they just coming to you all your clients yeah, i never really i never really contacted like in my past like five six years I maybe contacted like 10 brands mm -hmm. in total. The one that you were using, maybe the your... ones, yeah. And also like I love like sometimes when I like a product or something, I also post about it without getting money because the only partnerships I really have are my like big partnerships. And then if I lo love something like, I don't know, like a plant-based cheese or like another brand or something, I just like to like support these people. How do you define your worth? actually, when, when you are approached by clients? And how has this consideration been evolving over time? Yeah, I mean, of course, like, the let's say the bigger you get, the more complex everything becomes. And it's important, I think it's important not to sell yourself under your worth. But yeah. it's also an industry, this whole like media industry, there's not really any numbers that are like this counts for that like this much for that yeah it's so it's individual yeah and it depends on like how much effort like how many hours you put into it there's so many things you have to consider and there's not really so a what what are you what are your criterias i've been discussing this with larissa topalo who is mm -hmm. who is also on instagram and and doing some business there and and she was explaining me how she was underselling herself in the beginning compared to now and how she kind of understood but how much time it took her because it's quite complex so yeah. yeah and it's also like i feel like a lot of people are scared from getting a no but i mean i've gotten a lot of no's because people were because, saying because you negotiate Yeah, yeah, of course. You say of course, you know, but many again, yeah. again, it's something it's like, that's not not yeah. so easy to negotiate. Sometimes people might think it's hard to work with me, but sometimes hard to work with, with translates into hard to take an advantage of. Mm -hmm. Just like say, so you're your, the tough one in the business game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I always try to be nice and kind, and like, <laughs> I yeah, but I also have to like, yeah. I'm not really selling myself underneath my worth. Yeah. And again, that is something that you always had like this. It's, it comes again with this feeling of security that you are worth it kind of. That yeah. You... I mean, but also like in the past, I was taken advantage, advantage of like quite a few times, mm -hmm. like in crazy ways, like also like going to court and stuff. But to me, it's always like, it's okay. Like, I'm not mad at you if you're like fucking with me, but um, I'm just like, I'm not going to keep working with you. I'm just gonna go a different path. I don't judge you, but our partnership, our like work together is over. <laughs> okay. Is it a love or a love and hate relationship that you have with social medias? Yeah, definitely love and hate. <laughs> um, it's, what uh, do you What do you hate about it? I I don't really hate anything, but um, sometimes it's just like 
I don't know, like I'm a person when I do something, I like to express it in a way that, you know, a lot of social media, like nobody has time. Like we're on it for hours, but nobody has time to watch something for two minutes. And that's the world. It's like so Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it just spits you around in that whole like world like crazy. And I mean, of course, it's a great platform to reach people, to connect with people. A lot of my best friends I got to know over social media, which I'm really grateful for. But um, then also like I used to have a little bit more or feel more pressure to like be online or post something. But now I'm like this summer I was working on my new book like crazy and I didn't post for like two months. And I'm like, that's okay. I might lose followers. I might my insights might drop, whatever. Mm -hmm. But those who matter don't mind, those who mind don't matter. And people who are supposed to find their way to you will always find their way to you. I don't need a million of followers if 900,000 of them just follow me because, I don't know. Because because friends are following her. Exactly. I want people to follow me because I can give them something positive, a certain value. And if you unfollow me because I can't give that to you, good for you. I encourage you to do so. Yeah. About the value that you were just talking about, value. I was wondering, like, now you are a public person, like you're just coming back from a shoot, you've been on every media. What is your responsibility as a public person? And what has it been changing in your life? I think my biggest responsibility is just showing myself self-respect and just trying to be myself as good as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, When I look back, when I just got into that whole business, At first, like, I was jumping a little bit on a high horse because, I mean, 19 is so young. I didn't realize it back then, but 19 and then, like, all these, like, like requests and, like, TV and interview here and there and, like, shoots here and there. Um, It's just like, oh, wow. Ooh, yeah, you, ooh, you, ooh, you, ooh. you can get lost <laughs> in all this. Yeah, so, of course, having a good support system, family and friends who kind of, like, keep you grounded. But now, nowadays, it's just... Has your family been working on this to keep you grounded? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, like, I have very grounded, like, roots, you know. I grew up in the mountains in a small town. And, yeah, of course, they were like, okay, Nadia, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always about you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I've changed so much in the past five years. It's And it's also, it's. I mean, it's beautiful to see your own process. I I wouldn't change a thing, you know. That's, like, the beautiful thing about living, like, going through that constant growth. Yeah. So um, you keep talking about it also. You've been creating your first book when you were 19, mm-hmm. doing all by yourself. So yeah. writing the recipes, taking the photos, I think, right? Oh, uh, yeah, design. Yeah. yeah, doing the design and everything. How did this idea come and, and why did you decide to do it by yourself? Because, as I said before, when I create something, it usually already exists in my mind. And it's hard for me to like explain that to people. So I want to do it exactly how it is in my mind and my vision and with all the emotion, because I'm convinced that every emotion, like with cooking, let's take cooking as an example. If you cook with love, if you put love into every cut you make, every whisk you make, the food is going to taste better because it's energy you put in there, energy you then eat again, (laughs) you know, it comes back. So It was always super important for me that whatever I do, I do it with a good intention and with these emotions that I feel because that eventually is going to be the thing that is going to go out to the people. And um, yeah, I just never really liked when somebody kind of like told me what to do or what not to do. So I just have my peace when I do it myself. So for you, the freedom is above everything. Yeah, I mean, 
to me, freedom is being able to do what you love. That's yeah. freedom. To do what you love, to say what you, what you think, to say no to what you don't want. <laughs> it's also like, I don't consider what I'm doing work. To me, it's not working. It's just, it's my passion. I'm living and I, I don't need a break of living. And I just wish that for every person to find their true passion and be able to live a life that doesn't feel like work, where you don't need holidays or a day off or where you're excited to like uh, when a day is finally over. But I feel like we're moving into that direction, even though it might not appear so on the surface. But there's like a huge energetic shift happening right now. A lot of people start to wake up to realize yeah, what do I actually want? What is like... You know, there's like a big awakening happening and the energy is just, yeah, supporting that that is here right now. So, yeah. And for you, it's uh, it's going to stay like this. You want to still uh, to work by yourself. You don't want to have a team at some point. You don't want to yeah, have someone I mean, working. Now, with... like I'm turning the studio into kind of a store because mm -hmm. as all the events had to be canceled due to Corona and it was a lot of effort, like creating the studio and just for myself to like sit in here and work on a computer it's too big and I can like take better use of it. So I decided, and I actually just posted about it two days ago that I want to turn this studio into like a concept store where um, different brands, small brands who have a hard time right now have a chance to have a store platform as mm -hmm. well as an online shop that I'm going to be creating. I'm going to, I don't want to say hire someone because that's so hierarchic. I just, um, I'm looking also for a team member to work with me and to help like bring that project into life. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think there's like something amazing about doing something with people together. It's like, yeah, this like if everyone pulls it from the same energy, like wanting to do something cool and good. And um, you bring some new things when you, whenever you are working as a team. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely an amazing process. I'm excited for that to happen. But I just think as a person, I'm more like a person. I just, I love to be alone. <laughs> uh, not because to me being alone is like, the best thing of course I love people I love my friends my family I love connecting but when I'm alone I'm like with a lot of other people in my mind and so I'm never really alone when I'm alone <laughs> you know what I mean so I'm that's creating fine. I don't judge <laughs> that's uh, fine but that's something I wanted to kind of ask and come back a bit to your lifestyle mm -hmm. and to you how your your day looks looks like because we understood it you 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 work a lot at least you I mean you must work a lot to do everything that you do but I also know that you even though you say that you you don't have um like a diet a strict diet you still have some rules from what I understood that are quite strict so with sports you only eat twice a day you have a plant-based diet and you don't let anyone cooking for you oh uh, no I do <laughs> really I thought yeah. I thought that even your parents and friends they would not be allowed to no cook. they're they're just scared to do it because they're like oh I'm just scared that you're not gonna like it or something I'm like please like I always love to okay no no because I was wondering I was wondering <laughs> with all this healthy lifestyle it's, you you know it might appear like as you explain it but to me it's like I don't I like I say no to certain foods like a refined sugar like just yeah. like preservative stuff like GMO stuff but because I don't feel good by eating that stuff yeah which and there's mean? so many alternatives so it doesn't feel like a restriction because I know how it makes you feel and I know how like fresh and nourishing food makes me feel so nothing that I do really feels like a rule or a restriction mm -hmm. I do it because it makes me feel good mm -hmm. and like eating twice a day I like to take time to like cook and to eat to sit down I don't want to rush it 
So that's also like a misconception in this world. Like, like I think a lot of people have lost the capacity to really listen to their body. When am I hungry? When do I really need food? When Because a lot of people just eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like 8 o'clock and 12 o'clock and then uh, 6 o'clock, whatever. But are you really hungry? Do you listen to your body? What does your body need? What are you craving for? So what I do, the lifestyle that I live, is very much guided by my intuition. And it might change. It might change tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'm going to start eating six times a day. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't really care. Just as long as it feels right in that moment, it's, it's all good for me. And it has, <laughs> never been a, it has never been a problem for your social life. I mean, I, you can always, when I, when I make, have a dinner with friends, um, I'm a person that eat very late. So yesterday I ate, ate dinner at like one at midnight because <laughs> mm -hmm. I was running like late at night and I came back at midnight and I cooked dinner for like an hour and then I ate very late. But let's say let's, we go out for dinner with a friends or something. Um, and we say, let's go eat at eight. I'm like, okay, let's go eat at eight. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe the person who says, can we also do nine? <laughs> But um, yeah, of course, I can adapt to that, yeah. And if you would have a dinner with friends mm -hmm. tonight, what would you cook? Ooh, I was just thinking about before too, like I love Vietnamese food uh -huh. and I still have stuff at home to make uh, Vietnamese summer rolls. So I have like the tofu fried with some um, soy sauce, some maple syrup, some chili, some mushrooms, shredded coconut, fry that and then cut up veggies and mango avocado and then just roll it up and salad leaves make a nice like sweet soy dressing to it and then just dig right in <laughs> and it's also an amazing dish to eat with friends because if we if you put all the ingredients all the fillings in the middle of the table everyone can roll their own rolls and that yeah. makes it as like an experience for everyone super yeah. nice idea <laughs> and i also love vietnamese food oh, so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are coming to the last part of the interview mm -hmm. I would like to know, uh, do you consider yourself as a feminist? Um, no, I'm just, uh, because I, I just, I just believe in the equality of all humans because I also think like every movement can also create the counter effect. You know what I mean? To me, I just want everyone to love each other like equally and everyone is worth exactly the same. And there's so many protest into this area or like I'm for this and I'm for that and I I always say I'd rather be for something than like against something because how can I put that in other words okay I have to think about it um it's quite difficult because for me well, from what you say like uh, feminism is about equality it's not about putting the women first yeah but it also don't you think it also creates like let's say on the on the men's side has rather like a different effect. I think that our society is so inequal now that yeah. uh, we do need to change some things and to also make people realize that what's wrong and yeah, what's well, good. I and like, that we need to kind of to make some statements to kind yeah. of change something. Yeah, definitely like speak your truth. And like mm -hmm. I cherish people who say what they think, but like in a good and respectful way. Like I support every opinion as long as it's like, said and put forward with like respect and mm -hmm. care and compassion um because then you can say anything mm -hmm. yeah that's what i support so my you know like some people are feminists some people are this some people are that but i'm just a supporter of everything that is put forward that is that is spoken with the truth and with authenticity and from the heart and then i think we can change something in this world 
what do you think is your generation is bringing to the society? I definitely think there's we kind of move away a little bit from the like that working standard. There's a lot more freedom, creativity flowing around. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more people just want to do express their creativity in a maybe have jobs that didn't exist 50 years ago, even 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Um, so I definitely think the whole thing kind of expands. Um, our society expands into a freer, more expressive way, so to say. And uh, yeah, just like nowadays, everything's more connected. And that has like brings a lot of opportunities and a lot of possibilities, like be connected with people from all over the world. Like, of course, The internet has its downsides and negative sides, but it also has a lot of like positive sides. And I feel like with that connection with people from being connected with people from all over the world, you can create a, many amazing and beautiful things. And I feel like that's like the generation now really uses this technology um, also for their own good. Yeah. And for everyone's good. In your last post on Instagram, it was about the new year, 2021. You are talking about a project that you have in your mind and you've been talking about it a bit in the, in the beginning of this interview you kind of want to move out or to to change a bit your focus and not focus only about food like what we eat mm -hmm. but also about your mind can you tell us a bit more about this <laughs> it's funny it's like the third interview i have like since yesterday and everyone's been asking me trying to like ask me what is it what is it <laughs> uh -huh. but um yeah it's what my mom always said like don't say what you're working on too early unless it's like ready to go mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely going to be more food for the mind and the soul mm -hmm. and just a different way of how I express my creativity I don't have it like planned out exactly I just feel it I know that what I want to do is like something that will make me feel fulfilled and I don't know yet how it's going to evolve how it's going to come to life but uh, I have a feeling that it will and that it will soon and We'll see what it is. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you were a man for 24 hours? If I was a man for 24 hours? Oh, that's interesting. I haven't really thought about that, actually. I just wanted to say I would pee somewhere in nature, but I also do that if I'm a woman. So yeah. Um, um, what would I do? That's actually a good question. I really don't know. Because that's the thing, like, we're all the same at the core, you know? And a lot of, like, things that, maybe people would say I would do as a man I would do as a woman are kind of like surface level like just like from the looks rather than or from the perceptions that we have what a woman is or what a man is and because that to me doesn't really exist it's hard for me to say anything because there's nothing that I couldn't do because I'm a woman and not a man <laughs> do you have a healthy and easy habit that you would like to share with us Definitely, like, in the morning and just try to, like, I always wake up with, like, relaxing music and I try to, like, meditate for a bit, mm -hmm. set my intentions. I write my, like, I started journaling. Uh, I just, like, write down whatever comes to my mind with, like, you know, because, like, usually when you sleep, there's so much, you can just, like, regenerate everything and you're just, like, in your zone. You're not too attached to what you've just seen on your phone if that's not the thing you first look at is yeah. your phone mm -hmm. and then I make a coffee I sit down enjoy it just like sometimes it's good to just like tell yourself what you're grateful for because mm -hmm. oftentimes we worry about certain things and just reminding yourself 
not just what you're grateful for in your life. Like I'm grateful for um, my friends, and my, but also like things that you're grateful for about yourself mm -hmm. to like give yourself that self-respect, that worth that you deserve. And then of course, just like cooking, eating good food, seeing as a like an energy exchange, doing it with love and maybe just try to put like, try to see everything through the lens of compassion because there might be people who might be doing bad things and you're like, oh, I hate this person or like, this is so bad. Um, but everything that every person does comes from a certain experience, from a certain education. There's always this like core of where it started. So person who do things that don't come from love are the people who need love the most. So instead of kind of like giving them negative energy, just try to like see it through the lens of compassion, send them love, like whatever you do, like I send you love, I wish you nothing but the best. And that's the only way how they can really heal. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> and what inspires you? Do you have maybe uh, something you listen to, a book, mm -hmm. something you read? I just like every, like any person that just like seems so like in a bliss with what they're doing. People who have like this balanced aura and charisma who just seem to be very yeah balanced and happy and just seem to be loving what they do that just inspires me so maybe yeah. you can uh, for the last question of the interview you can give me a name someone of someone that you would like to hear on this podcast oh, that inspires you that like. <laughs> now just like a lot of friends popping up in my mind i'm like oh i don't want to pick one um but for example my my friend ali She lives in Hawaii, and um, she just created this project called Mystery School, and it's basically a new school where they kind of like bring like also teach things like yoga and breath work, and everyone can be a teacher and everyone can learn, and it's basically a platform where you can become independent. Like it's it can be like your job to like share and teach people or be taught. And then share like the videos or the classes that you're taking. And by that, you can also like make an income. It's basically the, like this whole concept that takes care of like really your body, your mind and your soul and teaches things like um, we've maybe known like thousands of years ago how to like make plant medicine. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing. I'm really proud of her for doing that and for bringing that into life. And I think that's also the future. Super nice. I will check and put this in the, in the notes of the, of the episode. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nadia. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks to you who listened to this episode until the end. If you liked it, and if you want to help me grow brilliant, it's very simple. Just subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform and share it with as many people around you as possible or on your social networks. This is really a great help for me. Merci à toi et à bientôt sur Brillante.